Welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. And we've left our kindred on a bit of a cliffhanger. We've had a little bit of a hiatus due to uh, life and circumstances, uh, work and travel and things. Um, but we are back, and we are still in the same night, so it is still the Night of Elysium. And we are going to begin our story this evening with Jeffy. Jeffy, we've, we've left you kind of on a bit of a cliffhanger, left you on, on the hook for about a month now. Uh, though it's been only moments, only seconds uh, in, in the time of our story. Uh, and you've just received terrible news about Mama, that she has slipped into a coma, she's lost consciousness, and the doctors believe that she is not long for this world. So Jeffy is like in the um, the like passenger seat of the airport van, and he like hangs up the phone. Oh hell! Oh hell! Oh, oh man! And he gets out of the car, closes the door, starts to walk back into Elysium. No, yeah! Oh hell! No! 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 And he turns around. He walks back to the driver's seat of the van, opens the door. Pauses again. Oh, but, oh, man, Miss Eloise, oh, she's going to be so mad. But closes the door, turns back around, and you see him steal himself, reopens the door, gets in, turns the ignition, and takes the van and drives away. To the hospital. Uh, he's actually going to make a quick stop. All right. Where is he, where is he headed? Uh, the Bella Muerte. <laughs> Goes into the lobby. Uh clears out the register and the per diem chest and all the like petty cash that the hotel has on hand. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say? Better to ask for forgiveness than permission or oh hell. Uh, and just like stuffs it into an envelope to take with him to the hospital. Because <laughs> he did say he'd pay out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeffy. So clearing out, um, all of Eloise's petty cash, all of all of the safe, uh, every dollar you can get your hands on from the Bella Morte. You head off to the hospital. Yeah. Eastside Memorial, I believe, is what we decided. That is what we decided. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably driving a little recklessly. You know, not <laughs> uh, dangerously, but like going as fast as he can. A little fast, yeah, yeah. So you, you make it to the hospital, uh, park in the visitor parking, and rush inside. Um, uh, you blush, find blush a... Life. Yes, go ahead and make a rouse check, please. Hey, I don't get hungrier. All right. So you flush yourself with the illusion of life. Your cheeks take on a more healthy color. You breathe. Your heart pumps your dead blood, your vitae through your veins in a mimicry of life. And you approach the front desk receptionist. Yeah, I uh, picture it like there's probably a line that Jeffy like pushes his oh, way there's, through. There's you definitely I mean? a line you push your way through. Uh, ex excuse me, sir, you're going to have to you, wait. Uh, to... Shut your mouth and let me handle what I'm about to fucking do, okay? Uh, hi there, Jeffy Robertson. My mom's in a coma. You see the receptionist face uh it kind of it's angry for a moment um you know at your your um 
rudeness, brusqueness, uh, but she she softens into an ex- expression of sympathy. Oh, uh, Mr. Robertson, uh, let me just look you up in the system. Do you, do you have her date of birth? Uh, yeah, it's whatever it is, because again, we never <laughs> set a specific. Yeah, you you rattle it off. Yeah, uh, she types it in. Uh, fourth floor, uh, room four thirteen. Uh, the elevator's right that way. All right, thank you. Sorry for the. Never mind. Then he goes. Off. Then he rushes off. She immediately turns back and is apologizing to the the other patient that she was helping. Uh, and you take the elevator up to the fourth floor, and you notice the hospital at this time of night. Uh, the the lower level, the lobby, the emergency room is all busy and, and bustling with activity. But when the doors open on the fourth floor, it's very quiet. The lights are dimmed. Uh, it's just kind of like that emergency, like every other light kind of lighting. And when you come to the nurse's station, uh, just outside of the elevator, there is one single very tired-looking nurse sitting behind the desk at the computer. Uh, as you approach, she raises her head, uh, takes a sip of her coffee. Um, I'm sorry, visiting hours are over. Um, we reopen in the morning. Oh, uh, no, no, that's, that's not going to work. Uh, my, my mama, um, Estelle, Estelle Robertson, uh, uh, coma, coma. I was told coma. I'm not going anywhere, so uh, you can't make me. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Mr. Robertson, your, your mother. Um, well, I suppose it couldn't hurt anything. Um, she's right that way. Uh, 413. And she gestures you on down the hall. All right. All right. All right thanks. Thank, thank you very much. Oh, fuck. And then he goes to the room. The camera would kind of like, I feel like, follow him behind and then pivot when he's at the door. And he kind of like takes a second before he opens the door, mm-hmm. goes in to the beeping and hissing of a active, you know, intensive care bed, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. And that is indeed what you find. Uh, Mama is hooked up to life support. You you don't have enough medical training to know whether she would be able to survive without these machines. Uh, but certainly she is in a much worse state than she was earlier this evening. And she is not conscious. I think he like takes a minute and looks at the readouts that he does understand. And it's just like, oh, hell, mama. And he like is talking to her, but looking at the machines like, this is why you're supposed to do your steps. How many times have I told you to do your fucking steps? <sighs> fucking hell. Then he pulls over, like, I'm sure there's a chair or something in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sits next to her, grabs her hand. I'm here, ma- mama. Ma- mama. Hey. Hey there. You, uh. Oh, hell. Coma. Coma. Oh, oh hell. And he probably takes, like, 15 minutes of just like he's got her hand in his hands probably just like oh mom why 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 hell oh hell and then you kind of see like the same way he does when he leaves the trailer and isn't getting like abused you kind of see him like get some stiffness in his spine like oh i swore i would never do this hell um are there like cameras in the room at all? Not in the room. Uh, certainly in the hallways, covering pretty much every angle. Um, but the the patient rooms themselves are uh, private. Um. 
I think he still looks around just to make sure goes to the like door looks out that nurse is still like distracted and tired yeah she's she's tapping away on the computer she's occasionally um pulling a chart looking over things she seems to be doing some kind of um like cataloging uh data entry all right uh he recloses the door hits the latch bite the wrist and just like you know, so you remove her his mouth with his hand and yeah just, like, you remove her breathing him. apparatus mm-hmm. I think he probably silences the alarm for all the oxygen stuff to make sure nobody mm-hmm. gets like uh, alarmed. <laughs> There's not a code on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, and then he, you know, bleeds certain amount, licks the yeah. wound closed. So that is uh, a rouse check it is. worth of vitae. This time I do get hungrier. Brings me to two. So your hunger spikes a bit as the vitae dry, drains from your wrist into mama's mouth and for a long and uncomfortable moment you fear that it didn't work you've never done this before maybe you did something wrong and just as you are about to give up about to rage and despair perhaps mama's eyes flutter open Jeffy, son, is that you? Oh, oh, hey, hey there, hey, mama, hey, hey, there you are. I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna make it this time, son. Oh, mama, I, you know you had me had me scared there, scared there for a minute too. Had us had us all scared. <laughs> Why they got me hooked up to all these machines? Well, uh, mama. Mom, and she mom. starts like pulling hold them on, off. Mama, don't you do that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop fussing. And he'll like hold her hands. Be like, Mom, Mama, you were you were on your way. It's a it's a miracle from Jesus. I was praying. Yeah. I was praying over you. And and well, hell, I guess, I guess he heard me. It's a miracle, son. We had ourselves feel, we had ourselves a miracle. I feel twenty years younger. I feel like I could hop out of this bed right now. Well, uh 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 don't do that. Just well, let's let's go home. Go get my purse, all right? Yeah, 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 mama. You just stay you just stay put for one quick second. And uh I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go um I'm just gonna go out real quick and talk to the nurse. Yeah, yeah, all right, Jeff. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bill you gotta settle. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm putting you through this. Oh, my, and you my. notice the strange deference in her voice as she's saying this. She doesn't really apologize for the thing she puts you through, Jeffy. I think that uh, Jeffy kind of feels like a weird, like smugness, but also sadness at that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just so different from who she has been his whole life and unlife. And he knows quite well, like, basically what he's done. Um, it's going to be certainly a, a change in your relationship, a shift in the dynamics. Yeah. Um, so you do take one stain against your humanity for damaging a touchstone. Uh, the act of turning her into a ghoul uh, does damage. But you did it to save her life, so you don't take more stains for that. I was curious how many you were going to give me. <laughs> 
Um, so you you unlock the door and go out. Uh, first things first, like as she was waking up, just make sure there's no just trace blood or anything on her. <laughs> Yeah, you, you go over, um, there's perhaps a little at the corner of her mouth, but you're able to to dab it yeah. away. And then, yeah, out into the hallway, and, hmm, I don't have to play it cute at all, I don't think. I think Jeffy just comes out, she's, she's, she's awake! It's goddamn miracle! The, the nurse lifts her head and, and stands, uh, are, are you sure about that? Um, yeah, she comes rushing over, uh... And she sees her sitting up on the bed uh, through the doorway. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say, Mr. Robertson. Um, this is a, a, a miraculous recovery. Uh, I'll, I'll call the doctor right away um, just to give her a quick exam. Uh, and she rushes away, and she seems truly bewildered by this. Um, uh, this woman think, was an hour ago at, right at death's door. Yeah, go ahead. Well, as she's rushing away, I think Jeffy's going to, like, grab her hand and say, Bless you. God is good. Just really leaning into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she, she rushes off. Um, about 15 minutes later, um, a doctor arrives and gives her gives Mama a physical exam. Um her heart is pumping better than it has in years. And looking over her chart, he seems perplexed by this, uh, but relieved. Um, he takes you out into the hallway, uh, leading you out, leaving Mama in the bed. Uh, well, Mr. Robertson, I, I truly uh, do not know what to say. Um, very rarely in my medical career have I seen such a rapid turnaround uh, of a situation. I think... Um, Truly, if I believed in a god, I would believe he was on your side tonight. Oh, I'll bless you, sir. Bless you, and, and thank you so much for... Oh, man. If it's all right, we would like to keep your mother uh, overnight just for observation, uh, though I understand she is a bit feisty about that. Um, she's... Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd really like to take her home, because otherwise she's going to get real... Uh... Well, you know, she might start spitting, maybe even hitting. She just, you know, doesn't like to be cooped up. I, also I understand, Mr. Robertson. Money. I have to just kind of settle up, I think, and go. I do have some medical training of my own. I, I'm sure I can take care of her. He looks over her chart. Uh, well, Mr. Robertson, I think if you'll be with her, I feel comfortable discharging her into your care. And Jeffy, like, takes the doctor's hand, and he's doing, like, a classic, like, two-handed handshake. Punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, like, yeah, really he's, aggressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, Up and down, yep. Mm -hmm. thanks, thanks, Doc. And don't you worry, I'll keep my eyes out for any more uh, warning signs. But look at her. I, I mean, she looks ten years younger. Well, uh, do, do me a favor and do her a favor and schedule an appointment with her cardiologist. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good call there, Doc. I'll, uh, I'll make sure I do that. All right, well, the uh, the nurse at the front desk uh, downstairs can check you out. Uh, I'll have an orderly uh, bring a wheelchair for your mother. Hear that, Mama? We're going home. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, and, uh, and with that... Try to settle the bill if he can and take Mama back to the trailer. So, uh, Eloise, this is a question for you. How much money, how much cash do you think is on hand uh, 
at the Bella Muerte at a given, any given time? Um, probably a couple grams. All right. Nothing too crazy. But there's a there's a little nest egg. I just need to, you know, pay down like the first payment, and then they have to send me like a payment plan. I can rob banks or something; it'll be fine. So it is indeed a little bit more than a couple of grand uh, for the intensive care that your mother received. Jeffy, do you look into any um, social programs or anything like that that might help with the bill? <laughs> Well, I feel like if he gets up to the cashier and he's like, well, this is what I have. I, I mean, I, I got to assume it's not going to cover it. But, uh, you know, if you got one of them payment plans or some some of that, uh, you know, government cheese. Uh, well, Mr. Robertson, we can put you uh, happily on a payment plan. We can send you a bill for the rest. Um, if you can make monthly payments for your mother's care. I mean, yeah, I got I got a job. I can figure it out. What about that, uh, what's it called, um, that Medicare for All? Did that one go through? That socialist guy? Uh, no, sir. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. All right, well, I mean, payment plan is fine. Do you guys have some kind of, like, caseworker I can talk to, or? Uh, she'll be in at 9 tomorrow morning. She works 9 to 5. All right, well, I'll, I'll make sure we check back in then, um... Uh, what do I owe you for, you know, right now? And then starts counting out bills and. <laughs> uh, they will take the full, the full $2,000. Yeah. And that, that kind of scratches the surface of what's probably like a ten to $15,000 bill uh, at the least. <laughs> yeah. Probably more. Probably more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, I'll get on this and, uh, you know, Bless you. Bless this hospital, this place of healing. Uh, the Lord is with us, truly. <laughs> and so we're good to go. Uh, yeah, you're all set, Mr. Robertson. Uh, we'll see you next time. And we our billing will be in touch. Uh, remember, nine to five, if you want to see about any um, assistance that you might qualify for. Well, that's it. That sounds great. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I do that. You, you have a good rest of your night there. With that, you were allowed to leave the hospital with Mama. She immediately gets up out of the the wheelchair. She seems to have a lot of energy. Um, I don't think Jeffy, you've probably never seen like a brand new ghoul before, but it's it's Vitae is a hive for humans. All right, no, Mama, 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 slow down, slow down. Uh, let's just now come you. on, son. We can still make it to the Sizzler. No, 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 not tonight, Mama. We got to get you home. You've been through a trauma. We gotta get you, uh... Ah, oh, hell. We... You want some Sizzler? Or Danny's. Can we go to Danny's? Let's go get you, uh, 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 some pancakes there, Mama. I'll take you to Danny's. Moons... I want a Moons over my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want, Mama. Tonight of all nights, you, you, you can have it. And, yeah, I'll take her to Denny's and just, you know, have a night with Mama while everyone else is... <laughs> Do whatever in, else they're going to do. Are you, you're in the van still, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you take Mama in the Hotel Bella Muerte van. Ooh, that's a good point. Which, it's not Hotel but right? It's like a Radisson Inn or something like that. Yeah, whatever it is. It's like... Does, uh, does Mama know? Mama knows where you work, right? Yeah, she knows you work down, at the bar. Down the La Quinta Inn, Mama. I'll tell you every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and as far and as she's boss. concerned, it's just a regular job. 
And your boss, Eloise, lets you borrow the company van? Well, you know, we had an emergency, and yeah, just just had to. You know, I'll get, I'll get the El Camino later, don't you worry. And with that, you take Mama to Denny's. <laughs> then let's check in with the rest of our kindred back at Elysium. Oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. Hope you don't have to make a quick getaway. <laughs> um. um, why don't we start with Shep, Shepard? You're kind of making your way uh, around the outskirts of the room, not really trying to talk to anybody, if I recall. Um, just kind of overseeing. Just listening. Just listening and watching. Listening mundanely, because I was told not to use my heightened senses. <laughs> just in case. You know, how are they going to know, though? You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really up to you. Uh, but you're making your way through the crowd, listening to snippets of conversations, words out of context, nothing that really piques your interest. When you spot a bit of commotion at the door as a group is making their entrance, and they're having kind of an animated conversation with uh, the keeper of Elysium, Jason. Uh, they look much rougher dressed than the other patrons of the Elysium. Uh, they're wearing denim, leather. They they look at a glance like bikers. And that's when you notice the leader of the group. Is the one I had the tussle face. with. The one you had the tussle with. What was that, nights ago? A couple of weeks ago, perhaps? Um, but that is indeed who is uh, sort of arguing, perhaps, with Jason. You can't really pick up what they're saying, but you can see it's, it's a little heated. Well, I'm going to get closer so I can hear what they're saying. Um, they appear to not be arguing. Like, not like like walk up to the doorway, but kind of like yeah. along the wall next to the doorway. Um, as as you get closer, you, you can overhear uh, Jason essentially kind of hassling them over the rules of Elysium. Uh, don't start any fights. You know, I'm watching you, that kind of stuff. Um, but after a few moments, the... the uh, they seem to come to some kind of agreement, and Jason steps back out of their path, and the group enters. And immediately there are whispers amongst the kindred. I'm going to do that thing where you, like, walk by a dude and just kind of, like, brush him with your shoulder. You're doing that to the, the leader? Yeah. To their leader, okay. Yeah. Um, so as, as you're kind of walking through the crowd, you do hear the whispers of the other kindred, uh, Anarchs. And you can pretty easily make your way to the, the leader and you bump his shoulder. Good to see you again. Oh, hey, it's you. You throw a pretty good punch. You take a pretty good punch, too. Someday we'll have to finish that little dance. <laughs> well, my little conversation with that uh that fucker back at the door, it's apparently not gonna be tonight. No. Sorry to disappoint, sweet cheeks. Not tonight. <laughs> but uh I've got your scent. That's a that's a weird thing to say, buddy. Anybody ever tell you that's a weird thing to say? Yes. Enjoy your night. Yeah, I intend to. I got some business with uh, old Princey. 
just walk off into the crowd. You notice as you're walking off, he kind of like watches you until you disappear. Uh, and he's got a smile on his face. He seemed to have been enjoyed your little tete-a-tete. Uh, but he too makes his way into the crowd with his posse and disappears from view. Um, I'm going to kind of circle back to Jason. Yep. You can find him still near the, the entryway. <clears throat> oh, uh, can I help you, Mr. Shepard? The newcomers, what's their deal? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty disgusting, right? Uh, they're the Anarchs. They attacked our hotel a week ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... Are they fair game outside of here? Yeah, not not tonight. Um, the rules, the, the prince is really I strict about the kind of safely come, been, safely go. The rules have been made clear. Uh, outside of that, just don't violate the masquerade. They're not. All right. Good. And I walk away. <laughs> uh, and resume I guess are you are, do you want to tell any members of your coterie about this information you've gained because I mean they were attacked too you know yeah. uh, where are where is my coterie uh, they're still in, in the crowd um, Eloise has had her interactions with Melinda so I think either one of them or both of them you could easily find and meet up with how dense of a crowd is it? Like, can I still see pretty much? Oh, yeah, yeah. A okay. Anyone in this room, you can kind of see across to, to you know, it's it's not very densely packed, yeah. Have the Anarchs made it to the Prince, or are they still kind of milling about? Uh, you can actually see them. They've kind of wandered off to the, um, the feeding room first, so they've kind okay. of dipped out of the room. While they're doing that, because I do want to try to eventually listen to their... When they start talking to the prince, I'm going to head over to Melinda and uh, Eloise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ladies. Yes, Shepard. Um, did you see the most recent arrivals? I think I rather smelled them come in. Hmm. But, but yes, I, I, I know to whom you're referring. Recognize their leader. Did you um? Did you learn anything about? They're the ones who attacked us. They're called anarchs. Anarchs. Yes, I, I've I've heard of them. Do Do you have any sense of why they're why they're here tonight? Do, I wouldn't have expected them to to show their faces in a. An event like this. To speak with the prince. Hmm. Perhaps some will find that distasteful. Do you think the, the prince may have sent it? Like, sent them to attack us? I don't know. But from what Jason said, they have no 
protection outside of Elysium. Right, and Melinda, if, if you'll recall, they paid us our little visit um, when the courier was making a delivery to the prince. Oh, yes, yes, I, I remember now. I, I may have tried erasing that memory since, you know, I, I was not useful. Yes, well, I, I think we all took some lessons learned that day. <laughs> if I if I recall, we'll have to hit the training room a little bit more. Yeah, well, but that's that's a problem for another day. If we if we make it through today, um, what what else have we learned? Does Shep do, have we all shared our information with each other? Not yet. I I did with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all I've found out so far. All right. Well, I did speak to the Seneschal um, briefly. It it appears that what we thought was our little secret doesn't seem to be quite a secret. Um, I what do you think? body under the pool or that it's not there anymore i think people know that the body is no longer um submerged how many know about this well definitely the seneschal i mean we should we should continue to to err on you know not divulging that information but I think the word is out there. I couldn't get a, quite a read on whether or not, uh, on whose side the Seneschal was on, and I do have to admit I didn't handle it particularly well. <laughs> what does that mean? Eloise, what you didn't handle something very well? What what could have possibly gone wrong? Well, yes, Melinda, and sometimes you have to eat a slice of humble pie. I just kind of aborted. I panicked and ran away. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> just, is that a uh, provocation. Provocation. I think it probably, <laughs> it most probably is, Eloise. Uh, so roll for me your willpower. Plus two. I mean, well, maybe I did. You're fine. Now it's three. Yeah, uh, you're fine. <laughs> but she glares at you for laughing. Well, what did you find out, Melinda? Well, I have spoken with Jason. Um... It seems that he really wants me to go back. Um, I have invited him. Sorry? Where? Uh, well, you know, as part of the Tremere clan, no big deal. Um, part of the original group, I guess. It's just, I've just been trying to stay away for as long as possible. It's nothing to worry about. I can handle it. That means leaving the hotel. Well, if 
If I were to join them, yes, yes, but um, that's not part Melinda, of Melinda, you plan. you would actually know that you you wouldn't necessarily leave your current coterie. You would just hang out with the chantry more and like do rituals and stuff like that with them. You would have like duties with your clan, but you would still have your coterie. And in fact, they oh. would like for you to have connections to other kindred. Oh, so I don't have to abandon them. Okay, good. <laughs> then never mind rewind he just wants you to rejoin the chantry no no i i won't be i won't be leaving the hotel no 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 and any hints to his leanings i think i got one um it looks like He's not very pleased with the current prince. Um, so he might be on our side. Hopefully. Gonna, while she's saying this, just look around to see if anybody's paying too close of attention to us. Glancing around, you see everyone is kind of preoccupied with their own business. Um, okay. No one is overseeing you or too close to listen. Well, Melinda, I think this is a fabulous networking opportunity for you. And we it, it may be an opportunity also to help further our mission. I think you should engage with, with your coterie. Engage with this... Uh, Jason is his name? <laughs> engage with this Jason lad. Um, and see if you can better understand some of his grievances under the current leadership and perhaps um, suggest an alternative um, path forward. You know, well, play it by Eloise, ear. I, I have invited him to the hotel tomorrow night so we could have a conversation. So I guess the networking has started. Very good, Melinda. I might... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, keep your eye out for those Anarchs. I might... I might have a word with them. They're apparently here to talk to the prince. I intend to listen in. And Would I... you like some company, Eloise? When you go talk to them, I mean. I, I, I think I can, I can handle that one alone, Melinda. I, I think, you know, con continue to bump elbows again, networking. Um, and let's see, see if we can find out if there are others who might not, uh, be big supporters, as it were. Um. Where's Jeffy? Oh, I have oh, not just, seen him. He, he went outside to, um, to the van really quick. He should be back any moment now. He's been gone for minutes. It's been a while at this point, and you all realize that. Did anyone see him leave? So it's been it probably would... about an hour or so. And if there's somebody here, they're not hard to spot. No, not yeah. at all. Right. You know, 
he, he knows our mission. I'm sure he's found someone to, to speak with and is doing a really good job of, you know, gathering information for us. Smash cut to Denny's where uh, uh, Jeffy and Mama are eating pancakes. <laughs> Wait, can Jeffy eat? Yeah, I'm humanity. Blush seven. of life. Have blush of life. On. Blush of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blush of pancakes. Blush of yeah. pancakes. <laughs> blush of pancakes. Okay, it's fresh and fruity. Mm. I love that. The mama gets the moons over my hammy and Jeffy gets the Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity. <laughs> That's the one I was trying to remember. <laughs> All right. But snap back to uh, Elysium <laughs> reality. <laughs> oh. they go uh, are, there, <laughs> yeah. are there are there windows that look outside or is the only like means of seeing outside the door? Um, there are windows, but the, uh, the blinds are currently closed. I will peek outside. Yeah, you, um, don't see Jeffy, and you don't see the van. Van's gone. What? Eloise, did you send Jeffy in a secret mission? No. I did not. And... But, Shep, you spot something else as you were looking out the window for the van, staring incredulously. You see a black Cadillac Escalade pull up. And two very well-dressed, obvious bodyguard types get out of the front two front seats, the front seat and the driver's seat, and they open the back door and out steps Dominic Giovanni, dressed to the nines. Linda, your friend Dominic is here. What? Linda, I'm going to push Shep out of the way to look at the window. And you see him. He is wearing a brilliant pinstripe suit. Uh, exquisite Italian tailoring. Uh, Italian leather shoes. Uh, probably the most expensive suit any of you have ever seen in person. Um, huh. Uh... Eloise, that networking might start sooner rather than later. I'm going to go find Jason. See you later. Um, be safe, guys. I'll be right back. Grab you by the shoulder before you walk off and just lean to your ear. Stop panicking. Easy for you to say. You didn't lose a leg. You won't lose anything here if you keep cool. I'm cool. Cucumber cool. But and I'll let go. <laughs> I guess still... I'm gonna like fix my dress and be like <laughs> fine. Alright. So... The van is missing. Jeffy is missing, and Dominic and his entourage are making their way inside right now. I'm gonna uh, turn to Eloise and say, well, this might give us a chance to see how people react to the Giovanni. Oh, shoes. Well, um, keep, keep your eyes, keep your eyes out. Eyes and ears open, Shep. 
don't take your eyes off of off of Dominic and see if you can observe other guests uh, reactions. I'm gonna go find find these anarchs. Um, sorry, all the way open. Oh no, it's a, it's a mm. metaphor, dear. <laughs> you know where we are. We, we must be careful, Shep. Right. <laughs> Into the crowd. Alright, Eloise, you're going to find the Anarchs. Mm-hmm. Melinda, are you accompanying Eloise or do you want to go find Jason? Um. So I guess like in that moment like Eloise walks away, Shep walks away, and Melinda is just standing there like, <laughs> I guess I won't panic. And I'm going to walk very slowly towards Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Um. yeah, you uh... <laughs> just re- Point out real quick, Jason, who's at the door, who the yeah. Jesus are about to yes. walk. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Melinda is walking to the door, like being all cool and whatever. And I, maybe she sees Dominique and she's like, nope. And walks the other way and right. probably follows Eloise. Yeah. What's the venue again? It's just a. So it is a, uh, it's a small like art gallery, um, has very much a uh, kind of edgy punk kind of underground feel like a small space kind of strange for uh old time camarilla um who are used to probably much grander uh facilities for elysium but this is the new camarilla and they try to keep things much quieter so this is a more unassuming space i'm imagining Um, melinda like hiding behind a sculpture that's like mm -hmm. not big enough to hide her (laughs) yeah not quite (laughs) She's behind a vase. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Eloise and Melinda, you make your way off to where you last saw the Anarchs, uh, which is towards the feeding room. Uh, and you find them just finishing their meal, laughing. Uh, their leader has a little bit of blood that he's wiping from the corner of his mouth. Okay, wait, hang on. So they're just hanging out in there yeah kind of <laughs> i mean they were obviously just feeding but uh yeah, they yeah, seem yeah. to be done now so now i'm wondering hmm, can you give me a little bit of background on the anarchs and like what parts of phoenix they run so, uh, more generally, most generally, the Anarch movement um, is a political ideology amongst the kindred um, that ostensibly believes in more freedom for vampires, that the old power structures and hierarchies of the Camarilla and the Sabbat uh, don't really reflect the existence of modern kindred, uh, and that modern kindred should uh, have a bit more of a um, liberal ideology. Um, and it's it's more about having personal freedom to determine uh, things for yourself and not serve your elders all the time and their agenda. Um, they used to be a part of the Camarilla. They were kind of like an opposing party, um, you know, within the, the faction. But in more modern times, they were entirely ousted. Uh, the Camarilla no longer considers anyone with any anarch affiliations to be a part of them. 
uh, and they sort of fend for themselves, and they often find themselves at war with the Camarilla over domain. Uh, as far as Phoenix goes, um, the Anarchs don't really control any part of it. Um, where these Anarchs stay, or where they might call their turf, you have no idea. Um, but as far as you know, this is an entirely Camarilla domain. Certainly the prince uh, claims it so. So, the do we know anything about the, like, current dynamics between Camarilla and Anarch in this domain? Uh, well, from what Melinda was able to gather, uh, they're free to kill, um, not at Elysium, not breaking the rules of Elysium, um, but they're certainly not protected by the Camarilla, and if you have beef with them, you um, it's free to take it up with them. They have no protections from the Prince. So you see them across the room, you okay. and Melinda, as you step into the feeding room. All right, Melinda. I'm, I'm thinking that we may want to... Uh, our goal here is to build up an enemy base, as it were, for against the, the current leadership. And I, I think that we can... uh persuade um these these uh anarchs against um the prince what do you think we should do um if we plant a seed and and allow them to overhear um perhaps what is meant to be a private conversation, or should we just approach the issue head-on and talk to them? Well, based on previous uh, circumstances where I've had to talk to other kindred to get out of trouble, I would say that maybe it's best if us talk Yes. to each other and do not interact with the others. I am not very good at getting out of trouble. Yes, well, Melinda, and Eloise puts her hand on Melinda's shoulder and says, it seems like we're both eating humble pie today. Let's, uh, let's stick to our strengths. Okay, okay, so, um, I'm, I'm going to follow your lead, okay? Just Let's do it. Improv. I've, I've heard this is a thing. <laughs> just, just remember, yes and. Yes and? Yes and what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Eloise and Melinda becoming besties. <laughs> against all odds. Um, okay, so... So follow me. Let's let's um, position ourselves outside of this door, far enough to have a conversation, but not far enough to be out of earshot. Okay. So, yes. Yes. So we're not quite in the blood room. I'm imagining us being like outside of it, <laughs> kind of in a corner. Is there like can there be a corner where there's nobody else around? Yeah, I think there are like little hidden nooks around. Um, I mean, if your intention is for them to hear it, mm -hmm. though, or overhear, 
they're not particularly close. Okay. And they're they're amongst themselves being kind of noisy. They they're they're a rowdy group. Yeah. Um. So do do bear that in mind. Um. And that other kindred who you might not want to overhear this information, um, might overhear you <laughs> instead of them. <laughs> so, so I want to position myself like away from the blood room so that we can see when they come out. And so that when they come out, we would be in earshot. Okay. And after a few minutes, they begin making their way towards the doorway. Okay. Coming closer Melinda, to Melinda. I'm just going to say Melinda is like hands on her hips, like as if she's looking around, but she's like keeping an eye out to the door. But she's pretending she's not but she is doing a very bad job like if anyone were to look at her she'd be like oh that's a weird lady over there but (laughs) very subtle um (laughs) if okay please help me if there are like words or phrases that would be more appropriate in, in vampire lore but as they come out, Eloise is going to be like, yes, Melinda, you must keep this absolutely secret, but it's something about um, keeping the domain pure, as it were. Um, This this is an order from on high, um, but the prince has really trusted us with our most important mission yet, um, to really be to be a part of this um, effort to to cleanse the domain, if you know what I mean, keeping the riffraff out, and she's gonna wink at you. All your no, charisma no. plus persuasion, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to meta, but a lie <laughs> should probably be something that can't immediately be refuted. <laughs> By your boss. That's three. <laughs> All right. Well, even true? with three, as you animatedly say to Melinda, you must keep the secret. The Anarchs walk right past you and don't even look. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, I, Melinda sees that, and, and she just looks at, at Eloise like, I'm sure this is going to be useful for others. They don't even glance back. (laughs) (laughs) Eloise, I don't know what we did wrong. They just walked past us. I I don't know. They might be thicker than we imagined. Should have we been louder? I don't know. I think I was pretty loud then. I think think you were pretty loud as well. And and we also must be careful that we don't... uh bring too much attention to ourselves. I th- I think we better go with a more um direct approach. Okay, I guess I guess he's right. You're right. Yes, yeah, like let's let's go talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> so you stop them before they leave the the hallway and get back to the main gallery. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so by the time you get Okay, let me let me flash back to to Shep real quick cuz Shep sees some things happen when Dominic comes in. 
All right. Um, the ladies have shuffled off to the blood room uh, to communicate with the Anarchs. We'll call it that. Communicate. <laughs> uh, but Shep, you're you're watching Dominic. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm gonna try to do um, is get in a position where I can see. Most of the people in the room, like I'm not trying to get up near Dominic or anything like that. And I'm I'm looking for reactions. Like when he walks past people, do they, you know, do they clock him at all? When they do, do they do it with like disdain or or, in, or do they look impressed? Or I, I'm, I'm just trying to get a sense of like, who doesn't like this guy? As he enters the room, you notice a few glances from the nearby kindred and looks of distaste. Uh, some mild distaste, some outright daggers in his direction. But they very quickly glance away and resume their conversations in the practiced manner that the undead have not betraying too much of their emotions. But you notice, as he makes his way through the crowd, heading directly to the prince, by the way, mm. that he doesn't seem to have a friend in this room, okay. except, perhaps, the prince. Because as he gets to her, she immediately dismisses Deacon from her side, and the two of them retire to a back room. Fuck. Um, any ring kissing? No. Hmm. It's there. It does seem a very business-like relationship. There is there is a very um, formal-looking handshake between them before they leave. What is his entourage doing? Uh, they are um, they are following. Okay, so him and the two goons. Yeah, he, he and his two goons uh, leave with the prince. And no one else. And no one else. Uh, behind a closed door. I'm turning on heightened senses. Fuck that. <laughs> Just hearing. All right. Um, and I'm going to, like, make my way towards that side of the room. I'm not going to, like, go up to the door. Mm. Um and on my way, I'm going to try to pass by one of the kindred that I clocked as looking particularly uh, distastefully at <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> Somebody I haven't met yet. Okay. Yeah, you can find a uh, young man in a... Um... You know, looking young, very youthful, probably early 20s, uh, in a very clean-looking business suit. Mm. I'm just kind of, like, looking off towards the door, kind of turn my head to him, saying, what's with this suit? And nod towards the door. I'm certain some distasteful business. Seems important. Private meeting. 
I'm kind of new here. Sorry, uh, Shepard. Mark. Mm -hmm. Just trying to get the lay of the land. Well, outside business, uh, above my pay grade. Not a popular fellow, though. He has... <clears throat> intruded for several of us, but uh, it was pleasant meeting you, Mr. Shepard. I fear I've said too much already. Stay away from him and whatever his business dealings. That's the advice that I can give to you. Fair enough. Um, and I'm going to try to get closer to where that door was so I can try to see if I can hear anything mm -hmm. on the other side. Even with heightened senses, it will be very difficult unless you get right up to the door. Uh, well, I'm not going to do that. So I guess I'm going to have a very difficult roll. <laughs> right. Um, so roll um, wits and uh, awareness with your heightened senses. You know, I'm going to rouse the blood. I don't get hungrier. And I'm going to spend a willpower. Five. Five is not going to be enough. So yeah. you hear murmurs of conversation. You could recognize the voices of Dominic and Colette going back and forth, but you can't pick up anything that they're saying. Anybody look any more important than Mark that didn't seem to like Giovanni? It's hard to tell importance and status. Yeah. Um, certainly, uh, I mean, you see Deacon is no longer occupied. And at this point, I think you would see uh, the Anarchs come out and Eloise. And they begin, Eloise beginning her little circuits trying to catch their attention. I guess I'll head to Deacon. Because he's the only non-Coterie friendly face that I can think of. <laughs> and that's not even, that's a very loose use of that word. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Deacon. Hey, how's it going, Shep? You could be better not getting a whole lot here. Anarchs, though. <laughs> yeah. They <clears throat> tried to attack the prince, why would they be here on invitation to talk to her? Because they didn't get what they were after that night. So now they're going to try and negotiate for it. They is loathed as uh, Dominic. Yeah, probably not as much. Pitied by some, probably. Looked down on, certainly. I'm going to kind of lean in close just and kind of more of a whisper to him. Something to use for us or against the prince. As you say that, he holds up a finger. Not here, my friend. Not here. I thought this place was secure. 
We are in the midst of a crowd. And you want to talk about our business? Did I misjudge trusting this errand on your coterie? Yes. I'll keep looking. You do that, friend. And he kind of slithers off. Eloise and the Anarchs. Eloise and Melinda, you're Eloise, you're you're kind of going like exhibit by exhibit as they're making their way through the room. They're not looking at the paintings. They're just kind of like talking and joking with each other. They seem to have noticed that the the prince has is not in the room, so they have to wait uh to say whatever they're going to say to her. Okay. So Eloise is going to kind of slide in and um just kind of say I believe we've met, but I don't think we've met properly. I'm Eloise Bobbitt. I run the, I run the hotel, if, if you remember. Oh, yeah, I, I remember you. You, uh, you can take a punch, too. I really respect that. Yes, well, um, I, I don't believe you left a review after your last visit. I hope you found everything to, uh, to your satisfaction. I did like what you did with the exterior. I thought it was real nice. Um, I didn't get uh, I didn't get into the lobby, so I, I can't really review my stay. Uh, your your bodyguard is that who that guy is? And he kind of gestures over to the gangrel, whispering with uh, with Deacon at the moment. <laughs> oh oh yes, he's he's one of our star employees. As is Melinda. This is my my colleague Melinda Hart. Melinda is going to extend her her hand. Hello. He'll, he'll give you like a hearty handshake. Uh, those those are very rough hands. Have you tried my lavender oils? They're and like eucalyptus. And I'm going to take out some some bottles. Give it. Louise is going to be like, not now, Melinda. If you'd like to shop, then um, do highly recommend her store. But that's that's business for another time. He will take the bottle and put it in his coat pocket. <laughs> I'm Claudius. This is my this is my crew. Claudius, um, a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Um, and it's it's actually nice to see that uh, that it seems like uh, you have some some business here tonight. Um, well, you know we're we're kind of up and coming um, in the organization and. You know, I would be happy to um, bring you in on a few pointers and in, in how we've been able to really rise above the ranks and succeed. Um, the prince really does run a tight ship, but you know, if if you keep your record straight and you pay your dues, then you know, you'll be sure to prove yourself as you know a, a loyal and trusted um, and you know profitable part of this uh organization so please anytime do come by um and again i'm i'm very glad to see that you are um becoming becoming a a, a trusted partner i i wouldn't exactly uh say i'm becoming a trusted he seems very amused the entire time you were talking by everything that you were saying i wouldn't exactly say i'm becoming a trusted partner that's... I have a little bit of a 
political difference with your prince. Um, I'm hoping to settle it. She stole something from us. I want it back. Uh, that's all. That's all we want. And uh, we're hoping to negotiate for it. So I'm I'm sorry, Eloise, that you and your crew got kind of uh, caught in the middle of that. Uh, you seem like a nice person. Uh, if you ever want to go in business for yourself... I'll keep that in mind, I just but think... that's that. Um, that's not what I heard. Is all. I, I um, had assumed that you were here as, as part of uh, you know paying paying respects and paying your dues as as we all do here. But um, if I have heard wrong, then uh, I do apologize, and I'll I'll keep your uh, business card in the old Rolodex. And again, my offer is on the table as well. If you want to really. Um, Take some tips on how to how to succeed in in this organization. Oh, Ta-da. I'm not looking, <laughs> and you walk off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before... Uh, Melinda, do you, do you hang around? You you hardly got a word in word in edgewise. <laughs> so no, I'm I let Eloise do all the talking, <clears throat> and as I see Eloise walk away, I'm going to like uh, approach. What's his name? Cla- Claudius. Claudius. Claudius? Yeah. Claudius. Oh, I am telling me, I have made a mistake. I see if you are going to be uh, dealing with people that you trust. They need to be completely honest with you. And I believe I have given you um, a bottle of lavender and eucalyptus. But to be honest, you need she butter and coconut oil for that rough skin. So remember this. I am giving you this because I don't want you to choose the wrong product for your end goal. So make sure you use this twice a day um, and you know where to find me. Hotel Bella Muerte. Eloise, wait for me. Uh, Claudia seems entirely amused by this interaction. Uh, he pockets the second bottle of uh, of oils that you've given him of, of lotion or cream or whatever it is. It was oils. She butter and coconut oil. Mm, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at this point, I think you would find uh, Shep across the room um, no longer talking to Deacon. Eloise, did you see me? Did you see me? I, th- I think I did pretty good. I think you did excellently. I think that gave them a lot to uh, ponder as they think about their relations with the prince. Yes, and yes, with, that's that's hoping. With the tower. Hopefully the um, perception that they are uh, merely a cog in this wheel... Um, will make their relations a little bit more um, tenuous and knowing that there might be an alternative is even better for us. Very well done. Um, um, uh, Melinda's just going to smile at Eloise. Shep, did you learn anything? Well... Dominic and the prince are having a private conversation through there. Um, other than that, uh, 
A guy Mark doesn't like. The Giovanni, but that's all. Okay. Um, who else is in the room right now? Like, who else? Like, did people... Should oh, we be worried be about character. our fourth member? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he left with our ride... And our cell phones, by the way. We have no way of communicating with him. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm sure... I'm sure Jeffy is... Is doing something to support our mission. He wouldn't just run away and abandon us. Um, Shep, maybe you go and, and see if he, he parked the van um, somewhere nearby. I'm sure he didn't leave. Um... Crack him if you don't need me here. Well, yes, that would be helpful just to make sure he's safe. He, I don't think that he he would have gotten kidnapped. Um, there would be dire repercussions for something like that. But just to make sure he's safe, that would be helpful. Melinda and I will continue with the um, politics here if i can't find him in an hour i'll head back yes very well i hope find him all right um i guess i'm gonna see if i can track jeffy right. uh let's do wits and survival i still have my heightened senses up mm -hmm. Uh, one, two, three, four successes. Four successes. And uh, for now, I'm tracking, like, the van. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that has a specific smell. Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely musty in there. Um, so with your supernaturally heightened senses, you catch just the very faintest whiff of that stale van interior and you take off into the night no uh, i don't have any kind of like celerity but i'm 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 running <laughs> as fast as you can go waste time on this yeah mm -hmm. and you eventually follow the path of the van to a very unusual location a 24-hour diner, a Denny's. Fuck. And uh, through the windows, seated in a booth, enjoying their meals, you see Jeffy and an older woman that you've never seen before, but she bears a striking familial resemblance to Jeffy. Where, how are they positioned in the Denny's? I think it's like one of those booths that's like in the, the window. So it's like side profile. Okay. So neither of them are like looking out the window. No, they're, they're eating. Um, is there, it's like a, there are multiple entrances, right? Um, I mean, there's it's one main entrance. There's just one main entrance. Okay. Um, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, maneuver around the dining area so that like I am 
on the opposite side of the restaurant from Jeffy, but he would he could see me like if he looked up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm gonna wait there to see if he looks up. Jeffy, do you look up? I mean, eventually, if you're placing yourself like on purpose yeah. somewhere that I can see you, um, you would notice like. He's kind of shooting the shit with mama. I think he's kind of basking, you know, whatever they're talking about. It's probably Tucker Carlson or whatever. uh, (laughs) um, Like you see that he's kind of enjoying this. uh, I don't know, like real dialogue in a way that they never have had before. Cause like mama always kind of low key hated. You're you're out at a restaurant with mama. You're enjoying your meal. You blush of life. So you can actually taste the food. Uh, then, you you then, feel in this moment, right before you see Shep, you feel normal, Jeffy. For just a moment, you almost feel like you're human again. And then you look up. And so your... just to add on to that, Shep would see like probably the first genuine smile he's ever seen on Jeffy's face just melt away into like immediate, oh shit. Yeah, like Shep is just dead faced kind of glaring at you um and yeah you you watch that change come over jeffy's face and um i don't know that you have heightened senses on so i'm not gonna be guarded with my language oh uh uh, mama i gotta i gotta hit the head real quick you just um you just sit there don't uh they got those extra hash browns coming I'll, i'll be right back don't go anywhere and then he gets up out of the booth and like nods to you to I guess meet in the bathroom. Okay, I'll follow. <clears throat> Jeffy. What you doing here, Shep? Kind of an important night to bail on your crew. Well, uh important night. I was coming back, obviously. Yeah, had a lot going on tonight. Kind of like I said earlier, and, uh... I won't say anything, but get her where she needs to go, and get back where you need to be. No, you won't say anything. Right, Shep? That's what I said. But I need you... to be real clear. If you get back where you need to be... I will have no reason to say anything. Jeffy just kind of like stands up a little straighter and just says, you may be stronger than me, shit, but I protect what's important to me. So just keep that in mind, buddy. And I protect my pack. And right now we need to be together. Then I guess I'll see you later. Right. But dinner's over. And then I walk out of the bathroom. And I will make my way back to Elysium as fast as I can. <laughs> Running back? <laughs> yeah. um, if, if you're on foot, I think you would watch. Like, Jeffy does collect Mama. Uh, I feel like they probably skip out on the bill. Cause I don't have any money left. <laughs> yeah. You realize like as, as like you're, cause it's a Denny's like they, they drop the check off, but then you go pay it at the register. Exactly. Uh, so they drop it. You look at it, you reach into your wallet, realize you completely emptied your funds at the hospital. 
I don't even need to. I just, uh, I hand the, uh, like booklet over to the person, uh, and just say, Oh, well, forget you saw a sleeve. And then I go. <laughs> yeah. And their eyes glaze over and the next person steps to the register. And it's like, you were never there. And at this point, because I am in a car and Shep is on foot, my intention is to drop mom off at home and pick him up on the side of the road back to Elysium like a hitchhiker. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could definitely do that. <laughs> um, so several minutes later, Shep, probably about 15 or so minutes later, as you're nearing back to Elysium, the van pulls up. Jeffy rolls the window down. We show up together. You gotta have a reason why you left. If we show up separate, I can say I never found you. Hey, suit yourself. I haven't driven away yet, but... <sighs> Imagine the van, like, inching away, like, right, last I'll jump in to the fucking passenger seat. So what are we telling them? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I was all agitated about something my uh, sire told me. And, uh, well, you know how I am. I just sometimes I get away with myself and I just need to clear my head. And that's the it. Beast. And that's all. The beast welled up. Bingo. All right. Fine. Drive. I'm, I'm really sticking my neck out on you here, Shep. So, you know, I like you. I hope this, uh, hope this works drive. out the way we both do. All right. And you drive, you drive back to Elysium. Eloise and Melinda. Uh, Shep has left to track down Jeffy. Hopefully he is successful. What are you doing in the meantime? Um, so I was just saying that I think during this time, Eloise is going to kind of be like, okay, um, Melinda, I think given that the prince is, is having a private meeting with, um, with our, our dear friend, I, I think this might be a good opportunity for us to, to read the room and, and, Make sure folks are aware of um, the closeness of their relationship. How am I going to do that without being, like, obvious? How am I going to be subtle? Um, just follow my lead, Melinda. Um, who... Okay. Are there other people around, other vampires around that would have seen Dominic go into the room with the prince? Um, certainly, yeah, yeah. There was um the, uh, the one that uh, Jeff pointed out, Mark, uh, who you have not met before, but um, certainly he saw what happened and didn't seem pleased with Dominic. Okay. So this might be a, a good one to, to start out with, Melinda. Follow me. Um, and Eloise is gonna walk up to him and be like, oh, it's, uh, how do you do? Um, Eloise Bobbitt and my associate, Melinda Hart. Oh, uh, very nice to meet you. Uh, my name is uh, Mark Johansson, very nice to meet you, both of you. 
Nice. And he shakes your hand. He gives you a very business-like handshake. Um, that pleases Eloise. Um, it, it's a pleasure to meet you. I must admit that it, it is our, our first time um, at an affair like this. Uh, we we run the Hotel Bella Muerte, um, a bit outside town. If you've heard of oh, it. Oh yes, yes. I'm uh, I'm familiar with the location. Um, I believe my clan provided some financing for the building of it uh, decades ago. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, um, you'll be happy to hear that it's it's still being run and in, in, in quite good hands, if I, if I may say so. Um, and it, forgive me, it, it is our first time here, but um, just trying to, you know, pick up an, on everything and, and understand and make sure we're doing everything um, correctly. But I, I, I think I saw uh, the, um, the prince is currently meeting, meeting with someone, right? Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's Dominic. Uh, he's, uh, he's not really one of us. Um, he's, well, I guess they're calling themselves uh, Clan Akata now, but he's, uh, they used to call themselves the Giovanni. I guess they're having a bit of a rebranding. Oh, yes, yes. And are they getting um, more uh, businesses to, to run for the Camarilla? Is that um, what they're doing? Uh, well, I, I certainly hope not. Um, yes. My portfolio has slimmed uh, considerably. Well, I, I, I don't think you're the only one, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately not, uh, but, well, that's how these businesses tend to run. Uh, sometimes we have an abundance and sometimes we are in short supply, but our kind have the fortunate vantage point of decades, centuries, and if we're lucky, eons to work these things out. Yes, yes, correct. Um, but... This may be a stupid question. Uh, again, we're so new here, but if it's um, not a time of abundance, then why would the prince um, give some of our businesses to those who are perhaps a bit outside? I'm not familiar with the particulars of their dealings. Uh, I tend to stay away from the Giovanni when I can. I find that they are not trustworthy or honest business partners. Uh, they are truly in it only for themselves. And if you're not family, they don't really hold much loyalty. Uh, not that our kind tend to hold a lot of loyalty, but they are, I've found, particularly unsavory. Yes, that is, that is the... Um what I've seemed to to gather and again I apologize for these um, questions that might seem a bit dumb I'm just trying to you know it's our first time we're trying to uh... no I, I understand I, I, uh, I believe I chatted with another one of your uh, coterie mates briefly earlier um, he was uh, a bit rough around the edges yes a little oh, you must growly and snarly <laughs> yeah yes, yeah you... yes he's he's quite good he's quite good Oh, I'm I'm sure he uh he serves his purpose quite well. Yes. Um well, appreciate you um helping us um to kind of understand. I I, I still I I I don't quite know 
what to make of all of this Giovanni business. Um, but I, I guess well, whatever he's given the prince must be really fucking good. Well, Melinda, as she hears the conversation that Eloise and um, Mark is having, are having. Um, well, I, I actually don't, I cannot imagine what a Giovanni would have to deal with the prince, but I've, I've heard some kindred have gone into some trouble with the Giovanni and rumors says that there's a deal made between them, which is, you know, kind of strange. Oh, yeah. But I don't know who to believe. Against all odds, he's got the prince's protection. Hmm. We're not the fuck with Dominic or his business holdings or what he considers his domain now. As long as it's all approved by the prince, and it all is. But what does he have that the prince is uh, even considering giving him this protection? That's the question. It's gotta be something good. I have, uh, again, what Something only he can provide. That's very intriguing. Um, this might be uh, another um, silly question, but... And I'm not sure how long you've... Um, served uh in the camarilla but um was it always like this did prior leadership um have these kinds of dealings with the unsavory sort like the like the giovanni uh not to my knowledge i i was embraced in the 80s um so i was uh i was never under the old guy's uh administration but i've heard i've heard rumors uh and i've heard stories and i think i think he could be tough um i think he was a little brutal to some uh very rigid but he kept he kept the independent clans those not willing to See the rationale of why we do the things we do in the ivory tower. Uh, he kept them out of the city uh, entirely. Seems much more uh, straightforward of an approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little authoritarian. I can hear. Uh, I hear. I mean, not that you know. I mean, our system is our system. We have a strict hierarchy for a reason in the ivory tower. Of uh, but I think. Um, <clears throat> I think our current prince is a bit more diplomatic. Uh, and I think that rubs people the wrong way sometimes. And it rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Yes, but I don't, I don't know that the old way is better. Uh, I don't know if the old way is better for these modern knights, to be honest with you. Hmm. Old ways, huh? Interesting. Seems if we could... Hey, we're not fighting in the streets anymore. So... It's good for the masquerade, right? And that's ultimately good for all of us. Yes, com compelling point. But if if we had uh, the pie uh, split among just family, as it were, then we'd all have more pie. 
Is this the humble pie, Eloise? Different pie, Melinda. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you know, it's really, uh, it's really the prince's uh, prerogative how the pie is split. And if we accept the traditions of the Ivory Tower, then we accept that that's just the way things are. Well, this has been um, extraordinarily enlightening for me, again, as a, as a new, newer member. Um, so appreciate you kind of taking us under your wing, as it were. Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's so nice to meet a coterie that's kind of looking over one of uh, one of uh, one of our old investments, uh, one of our old holdings, if you will. Uh, I was always kind of uh, fond of that place. Um, the folks that had it before you, they were very nice. They kept it uh, kept a clean ship. Uh, Eloise, I hope you're holding the same, and um, maybe I'll come visit some night. Oh yes, please, A anytime. Um... There is a room waiting for you. And we are at your service. <laughs> you are uh, too kind. I'm going to give him a business card. <laughs> he will tuck it into his inner suit pocket and make his way off into the crowd. And it's probably around this time that Jeffy and Shep return. Look who it is. Jeffy! I was worried sick about you. What happened? Did somebody take you? Oh, uh, Miss Eloise. Yeah, well, I just had a... You know, my noggin got away with me. I talked to my sire and I just got freaked out and... An well, episode. I'd go for a drive, you know. Good thing, <laughs> good thing Mr. Shep found me. And Jeffy kind of like punches him on the arm and winks at him. Yeah. Found him out on the highway. Oh, well, outstanding job finding him and bringing him back, uh, Shep. Very well done. There'll be a star waiting for you on on your um, star sheet. I, what do I call that again? What do you the call tally? it? A gold star waiting for you back at the hotel. Any new information? Uh, well, um... And she'll look around. Is there anyone nearby or can we speak? No, you're in a secluded area right now. Okay. Well, um, we had a, a bit more of a conversation with um, Mark, the gentleman you, you spoke with earlier. And he um, gave us a little bit more history. Um, I understand that he's a, a little bit disgruntled with the current um, dealings with outsiders such as the Giovanni and... Um, Seems like his loyalties are perhaps on the fence. I, I think he could be convinced. Um, I, I tried to plant some seeds of questioning the current leadership, but I'm not sure that they fully blossomed. Mm -hmm. But we still have no idea why the prince has struck this deal with outsiders. No, they, they seem to have something um, of value. Mm. Melinda, you know one of their kind that has a axe to grind against Dominic. Yes, I do. Could she have any idea what 
Dominic might be up to with the Prince Renoir. Potentially. I mean, she wanted him dead, so... Well, if he's not protected by the prince, that becomes a much more possible outcome. I can reach out to her and let you guys know. I, I did make a deal with her that I will try to solve this um, Dominique situation, so I think this is a great update. And uh, no signs of the contender. Um, I've not seen him, no. I don't think he would show his face, do you? I don't know. I. Deacon made it seem. Like, there'd be some sort of display back uh, the other night. Well, can I... Maybe uh, he's... Uh, actually, actually, just, uh, just, you know, real, 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 real quick. Um, so... Y'all met my sire, right? <laughs> kind of, kind of a quirky guy, right? Well, uh, we had a we had a nice little chat uh, over drinks, um, and well, he basically knows everything, and he's the harpy, and he made it very clear that uh, he was disappointed in me, and uh, well, we maybe should just like consider that just all the info is out there, just like out there. Which info? Y you know, like the info. Yes, this is this is what we discussed earlier. You weren't there for that meeting, but I'm I'm not surprised, Jeffy, that you are in the loop. Very well done. <laughs> yeah, you know me, just doing my job. So, in other words, the prince is aware that we have failed in our job. If, if you know, could be keeping it close to his vest for like personal reasons, but I would I would kind of lean the other way like I, I, I bet she knows oh, I fucking bet she knows the seneschal knows I I think the word is out there well this mm. is not good for us well that also means he'd have no reason not to show up yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, if the word's out, uh, time might be ripe for an, uh, an appearance of sorts. <laughs> well, and then we're really in trouble. <clears throat> well, battle lines will be drawn. I'm still not sure what side is best. The one that leads to us not getting killed. Right. That's what's not clear. I, I'm not sure we have, we're able to go back on, on this one. I, I think our loyalty is uh, pretty irreversible. 
Well, you know, these nights are full of surprises, Miss Eloise. We'll see. Does anyone seem to care about the Anarchs? There's, wait, there's Anarchs here? Yes, there's Anarchs, and they they seem to have some business dealings with the prince as well. Um, I tried to get under their skin, but I, I, I think they were a little too thick. Wait, did you find out why they're here? The prince has something uh, of interest to the Anarchs. Presumably what they chased the, uh, the courier um, down to the Bella Muerte for. Those assholes? They shot me in my goddamn face! Yes, yes, it was them. <sighs> They're here? They're here. The one that lived. Fucking prick. If this wasn't Elysium, boy, I'd probably do nothing because my gun's at home. Ah, oh, hell. Well... Anything else while I was gone? We we um <clears throat> we talked to the Annex. I think it went well. I gave them some some of my oils. Um, they seem pretty amused by us. Um, but I think we made good 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 um connections, networking, right, Eloise? Yes, yes, well, networking. Yeah. Certainly make them easier to track. Oh, yes, yes. I did it for you, Shep. Um, well, no one seemed pleased to see Dominique here, but it doesn't seem like we have... Um, much to work with on that front. Distaste is pretty universal. Did he make like any kind of stink about, you know, the other night? Nope, he's been in there and I nod at the door. I assume they haven't come out. No, not yet. They've been in there for quite a while. Seems Rude for the prince to ignore their court. And as you say that, Chef, you all notice uh, across the room, uh, the group of Anarchs who are still here seem to be getting a little more impatient at the time they're having to wait to see the prince. They're pacing, they're looking a little more agitated. Mm. The... Um... Natives are getting restless. Maybe we push them a little bit and see what happens. Yes, this this could work in our favor. Um, Melinda, care to join me? And <laughs> Eloise is gonna go to to talk with um, what's his name, Curtis? Claudius. Claudius. Yes. Let's go, let's go, uh, have another little chat with Claudius. Oh, yes, wonderful. Remember, be subtle. Wait, what are always, you always. Man? They've been doing this all night, Mr. Ship. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, hell. <laughs> 
So Eloise is going to walk, like, casually as if she's walking past them. <laughs> and then kind of, like, turn and kind of go, Oh, Claudius, you're still here. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know where the prince slipped off to, but she's going to want to hear what we have to say. Well, I, I would have thought that she would have met met with you uh, sooner. One of our, you know, younger uh, up and comers of, of of the organization. Um, I would have thought uh, that a leader again, would have... Eloise. Again, not a part of your organization. Oh, uh, oh, right, 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 right. But I I agree with you that I would think that she would like to hear what I have to say, uh, because I have something that she wants. Oh, I just know it so desperately. Uh, yeah. It's very rude that you have to stay here and wait. Yeah, yeah, really rude. Uh, I might just uh, go back home uh, to where I have this precious thing of hers, and I might just let it fucking go again. Uh, because if she doesn't give a shit, I don't give a shit. Well, is there anything we can do to kind of help and, and mentor and um, perhaps pass along a message? Help and mentor, yes. Pass along a message. All right, all right, Eloise. You know, I like you guys. Um, tussled the other night, notwithstanding. Uh, that was just good fun, right? Um, if you're willing to pass on a message, because we don't want to hang around here anymore. Um, my skin's starting to itch. Uh... I I got other shit I gotta do tonight. You tell Prince Colette that I have her old man. All right. And he and his crew, he gathers them up and they head towards the exit. And don't forget to put shea butter on that itchy skin of yours. Um, you can find my store on Etsy. <laughs> so, Eloise <laughs> just looks at Melinda like. Eloise, did, did I hear that right? Oh, shoes. Uh, well, I, I guess, I guess we're in a bit of a pickle. Who's going to deliver that message, Eloise? Well, Melinda, we're going to deliver that message, but I don't think we'll be delivering it to the prince. Huh. Yes, I don't want Dominique to see me. No. Are you making your way back to uh, Jeffy and Shep to fill them in on what you've just learned? Yes. yes. I think it's time to go, guys. Well, boys, um, the plot thickens. It seems very, like the, very... the guest of honor we were discussing previously is um, seems to have been uh, tied up with the Anarchs? In a pickle. What mean by that? Well, there seems to be this big thing the Anarchs needed to talk about with 
the prince and it seems to that um it's the old man um yep the the one that we've been waiting for yep yep the that one the one that you let go jeffy i know about him too jesus christ loose lips sink ships ladies and gentlemen what the hell <laughs> all right well um <clears throat> Somebody go tell Deacon that if this is not the time and place, it needs to be soon. I've already annoyed him. I'll be outside. Well, uh... I'm gonna... I'm gonna go where Jason is. Okay, you're gonna go find Jason. Yeah. Uh... Shepard, you're going outside. Yeah. Uh, Jeffy and Eloise, what do you intend to do? Eloise wants to find Deacon. Mm-hmm. And Jeffy? I mean, that sounds like some... Do you want me to go with you, or is that just some Nosferatu shit? Should I go wait with... I mean, what, what's the plan, I guess? Time's wasting if we want to go in some kind of misadventure... Go, um, yes, I, I think I better have this conversation in private. Well, all right, I guess I'm, oh, hell. Oh, those are his dumb clothes. And then he goes to find Shep. Uh, so looking around the room, Eloise, you actually don't spot Deacon. Uh, and you realize that you haven't seen him since he was talking with Shepard. Uh, and then walked away, and that was the last t time you saw him. Oh, dear. But as you were scanning the room for him, the door to the prince's private meeting finally opens. And Dominic and his entourage emerge, followed closely by Prince Renoir. And immediately, Dominic and his bodyguards make for the exit. They seem... Hard to read, but not upset, uh, perhaps content, satisfied, if you will. Appeased, perhaps? Appeased, perhaps. Mm -mm. And Deacon wasn't in the room? No. But seeing you, you're currently alone, right? You're on your own, Eloise? Yes. Yep. All right. So seeing you across the room, you notice you've caught the attention of the prince. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. And she is elegantly striding through the gallery right in your direction. Ah, good evening, Miss Bobbitt. So nice to see that you have taken me up on your my invitation. Your elegance, I wouldn't miss it for the world. It is quite an honor um, for us to be to be guests um, at an affair quite <gasps> like this. Tell me, Miss Bobbitt, uh, you know the traditions of Elysium. This is your your first in my city, I believe. I'm very well familiar with the traditions, but th this is my my first time. Um, 
having the honor of, of um, attending. And isn't it nice that the Ivory Tower provides such a salon, a, a gathering place for kindred of all political factions, all walks of life? Uh, yes, um, it, it is quite the, the diplomatic and um, gracious thing to do. And the ancient traditions of Elysium state to safely come and safely go. You agree with these as well, Miss Bobbitt? Th there's no other way. Very good. It is what makes the Ivory Tower civilized. Yes. Yes. It is what helps us maintain control of our beast. Yes, of course. I know what has happened at the Hotel Bella Marte. Miss Bobbitt, I don't blame you. Yes, I, um... But I know the Deacon has betrayed me. And therefore, and she raises her voice at this point, capturing the attention of the entire room, my gathered kindred, I have a, bit, a matter of great import to discuss with you. It seems our sheriff has allied himself with powers outside of our administration and threatens war on this very peaceful domain that we have maintained here as a community in the desert for decades. And henceforth, after this night, because I respect the traditions of Elysium. I am calling a blood hunt on former Sheriff Deacon. And that is where we will end our story for tonight.